0: 12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what?
1: Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's
0: me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son.
2: To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring,
3: I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife all right so the season five opening honestly is not that different than what season four is i guess season five's theme is more kind of rock, whereas season fours was more maybe pop rock, maybe a little bit. I mean, I definitely believe that the best version is going to be season one. Season one and two are pretty much identical. Actually, season one through three, the theme is identical. It doesn't change until season four. And then again in season five, which is like... You don't need to change it that much, my gosh. Can you think of any other shows that theme songs maybe not the song itself changed, but the tempo changed? I mean, this is three different times. You really and it's only a 5 season long show. I don't even think uh the actors, I don't even think their pictures change and and it's pretty much exactly just like season 4 only The tempo of the theme changes. Another thing that stays the same, they still have these bumpers, which I'm still not a fan of at all. All right, instead of opening in the living room or Rick's bedroom or the kitchen or wherever, we're actually opening at Eddie Toys. And how interesting is it? You know how he's got those tall crayons? which I don't think they have them anymore at the house, but maybe he brought him to the office. So, Evelyn, of course, is not the secretary anymore. She was horrible. Uh, this lady is telling whoever's on the line, hey, Mr. Stratton cannot come to the phone because he's in a conference. We go to Edward's office. It's like a hodgepodge of toys. And he's playing with a yo-yo creepy clown oh my these uh these things are freaky it's like a metallic looking this clown looks what happened to phil what we have not seen him since kate redid the the place it's like where's phil i miss phil Oh my gosh, he has a picture... Oh, instead of dogs playing poker, it's dogs playing pool. Well, technically only one is playing pool, while, like, four others look on watching. And every one of these dogs, except for the one with the pool stick... Oh my gosh, that one's got... The dog's got two pool sticks, one in each paw. It's a beagle, and it's sitting on a little step ladder because it's, you know, short, and all these other dogs are, like... A Great Dane, a hefty bulldog, a boxer. I'm not sure what that one is. And one's got, like, a blue vest with, like, a tan bowler hat. The boxer's wearing a long-sleeved red sweater and smoking a cigarette. Well, the Great Dane's smoking a cigar, and so is the English bulldog. So... Kate comes in. Of course, the secretary refers to her as Mrs. Stratton. And Kate comes in like, oh, you wanted to see me? And Edward says, yeah, you know what? It's finally about time I get on top of those employee evaluations. And Kate's like, that's great because, you know, your employees always want to know where they stand. And he's like, hey, guess who's first on the, who's on the top of the list here, on this top of the stack. This seems like such a conflict of interest that wouldn't you rather – have someone else especially if you're working for your spouse, which I can't even begin to think that that's a good thing. Cuz at the end of the day, even though he is her hu- he is her husband, he is still her boss. And it just doesn't I don't like that. Would you want to be evaluated by your spouse? I mean, granted you're being evaluated as an employee, But it coming from your spouse, I mean, I think if I were Kate, I would rather, like, someone else. But then again, who is below Kate that she would want to give her her evaluation? eh. Yeah? Mrs. Stratton, to see you, sir. Thank you, Bernice. Send Mrs. Stratton in. You wanted to
2: see me? I
1: finally
2: decided to tackle these employee evaluation forms.
1: Oh, that's wonderful! It's about time. Your employees like to know where they stand. Guess who's the first
2: person to be evaluated? <laughs> Me? I feel like you said my employees like to know where they stand. Sit down. Oh girl. Initiative, you score a big ten. Leadership, also ten. Organization, nine. Likes fifteen.
3: Okay, that does. That's not right. She's an employee.
2: Cooperation so. seven. Seven? Well, it's basic, Kate. You don't take orders well and you ask questions all the time. Well,
3: there's nothing wrong, wrong with that.
2: that? See? <laughs> anyway, this report merely confirms what I have suspected all along. What? What's that? That you are an excellent executive.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> but you know, Kate, the lifeblood of a toy company is new ideas and we can't afford to sit back and relax. <laughs> and as you also know the head of research and development has been vacant for months now to fill that spot we need someone with flair and imagination I think I know the perfect <coughs> person me what? <laughs> you Well, oh, of course I started out creating toys that's where I belong you know Kate I come into this office feel as out of place as a clown at a board of directors meeting.
1: Well, that's not surprising. At the last meeting, you did serve them coffee and treble cups.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Well, I think it's important for me to go back into development.
1: But who's going to run the company? (coughs) No.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Your evaluation form says you'd be perfect.
1: Even though I got a seven for taking orders?
2: Presidents don't take orders, they give them. I I couldn't. Oh, of course you could, Kate. You've excelled at everything you've done at this company. Wasn't it just last month you settled the labor dispute without a strike? And wasn't it you that came up with the profit-sharing program that everybody loves so much? And who came up with the staggered work hours?
1: I did. But that's because you kept coming in so late.
2: (laughs) See, you'd be perfect. (coughs)
1: I, I don't know. So then wouldn't That's
3: she like be his boss?
1: Big responsibility.
3: not
2: <laughs> just try it for six months.
1: Why only six months? <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of a trial period for both of us. Oh.
3: Why don't you just make it okay. three?
2: I'll do it. Well, then it's all settled. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh. I can't believe it. Me? The president? Well, believe it, Kate. From now on, you're calling all the shots. You are running the show. Really? Really. Now, here's what I want you to do about that.
3: <laughs> Alright, so I didn't expect it going the way that it did. Edward wants to be more in the field with creating the toys and stuff, and he doesn't want to really be president right now. He feels like being in the field of creating is where he's meant to be. So he decides to have Kate be the president, which is she's taking on a lot more responsibility. And Maybe she wasn't vice president. Maybe she, she was, like, uh, the head of either distribution or inventing, creating, whatever, but... Um, I'm just thinking, okay, so if he's kind of dropping down in his position and having Kate step ahead of him as the president, wouldn't that technically reverse the rules and he, she would be his boss? I'm just guessing. Like, I, he basically says, she's like, I don't know, it's a lot of responsibility for me, and... You know, I'm not sure, am I up for it? And he's like, hey, give it six months. She's like, why only six? And he's like, well, consider this a trial basis, you know, for both of us. It's Honestly, it's going to be a learning experience for both of them. What if, see, this is why I don't think it's good for spouses to work in the same company. Because how are you going to be able to separate, you know, you're taking off your work hat When you leave work and putting on your home hat and trying to separate the two. I can just see this being a mate. The whole Edward resents Kate being the president. Like, dude, you made her that. Maybe you shouldn't have. I mean, she's gonna be one of those people that takes the power and it goes straight to their head, like starts making all these changes. I'm gonna, I'm kinda curious. You know, this is interesting. You know, kind of seeing Kate and Edward in an, um, focused on a, a, an episode instead of just Rick. Whereas Rick is kind of playing second fiddle for a change to, you know, Edward or Kate. Oh my good golly, did Alfonso, like, gain a few inches in height here? He looks like he's gained at least five to six inches. He's as tall as Rick now. Maybe taller. But the boys come in and they're arguing because Rick's like, hey, don't worry, I didn't tell Becky so-and-so that you liked her. I don't know who told. I don't know how she found out, but relax.
0: You must have said something. I swear I didn't tell Becky Rankin that you liked her. Then how'd you find out? Maybe it's the way you drool whenever she walks by.
2: (laughs) Hey, guys, you mind? I'm trying to work here. Oh, sorry, Dad.
3: We're, what you're playing with a yo-yo let's not you know,
2: work new product ready toy
3: It's a yo-yo
2: Stratton the yo-yo's already been invented
3: yeah
2: Alfonso's helps me to think no creativity
3: is tough for you want whack yourself in the face or
0: yeah not to mention dangerous I tell you maybe I could follow your dad around instead of my uncle text. What are you guys talking about? Uh, it's a school project for economics. You see, each kid has to observe the head of his household at work and then write a short report on it. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I can
3: hardly wait to get home. My Uncle Dex is going to teach me how to read the tax tape. That sounds boring. <laughs> you know, son, this project of yours is coming just
2: at the right time. What would me moving into product development at all? Well,
3: product is quite
2: an education following the old man around Dad, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I want to follow Kate around. <laughs> oh? No? <laughs> well,
0: I want to be near the top where all the really big decisions are made. You understand? Yeah. Sure.
3: <laughs> Hi! Hey, she did all that and got groceries.
0: Can you my at the cleaners? <laughs> I don't
3: know what that meant.
0: <laughs> hey, Kate, was that a yes or a no? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I couldn't make it to the cleaners today. It was such a busy day.
0: That's, that's all
2: right, Keith. <laughs> it's a rough one, huh?
1: Oh, the worst. And tomorrow's going to be even busier. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get through it all.
2: Well, honey, if the load's getting a little heavy at the top, maybe I can help you out.
1: Do you have the time?
2: I'll make time.
3: Great.
1: <laughs> Tomorrow, could you finish the grocery shopping?
0: <laughs> could you pick up my jacket? <laughs>
3: Thanks. <laughs> So Rick and Alfonso have a a project for their economics class where they're supposed to follow the head of the household around and kind of uh, see their job and all that. And now that – well, we do have a title for what Edward is now transitioned himself back into, which is product development. Of course, he's been playing with this yo-yo, just swinging it around like, dude, you are going to hit yourself in the face – now, he ends up, like, getting the string, like, around his neck. I'm like, great, so now you're gonna choke yourself. Maybe he's trying to figure out all the hazards that come with the yo-yo so he can, like, create warning labels. So he's like, hey, kids, can you, like, pipe down for a minute? I'm trying to work. I'm like, dude, you're playing with the yo-yo. And even Alfonso's like, I hate to break it to you, Mr. Sheridan but the yo-yo's already been invented. I thought this season, Rick, gets a haircut he's still got that baby chicken baby chick fluff mullety, feathery thing going on i thought he gets a haircut this maybe it's later on in the season he is wearing my favorite color though so edward's like oh that's great rick you're gonna follow your old man around huh and Rick's like, well, no, Dad, I kind of thought about following around Kate, you know, at the top, where all the action happens and all the big decisions are made. And Edward's a little disappointed, like, oh, I thought you were going to follow me around, I'm your dad. Like, good grief. Don't tell me this is where the resentment starts to set in. Dude, you made your wife the president. That's on you president a full 24 hours yet but she comes rolling in with two bags of groceries because that's all she could get because she's so busy she couldn't get rick's jacket from the cleaner so it looks like edward's gonna have to do that along with getting more than two bags of groceries because looks like kate just got in and out with the bare essentials All right, so now we're back at Eddie Toys. We have another receptionist where the blonde-haired lady was at the beginning of the episode. We see Edward coming out with a cardboard box, probably filled with some little, you know, toys and stuff like that. You know, product to be tested. And he's wearing, like, a, a lab coat, like you would if you worked in a laboratory, Oh, well, that explains things, then. This is Janice. Here, I thought she was a high school student. And no, it's actually a new secretary. Well, that explains where the blonde went to, because she's not there. I don't even remember what her name was. No, no, she's not the secretary. She's an assistant. Because Edward's shaking her hand, like, oh, yeah, yeah, she said she was going to hire a new uh, secretary. And the lady is, like, very clear with him, like, I'm an assistant. At least we won't have to worry about her hitting on Kate, like that other assistant slash intern. I can't even remember his name. (laughs) Okay, lady, you got to slow your roll. Because she's like, excuse me, do you have an appointment? And I'd be like, excuse me, do you not see that name on the wall? What's it say there? Eddie Toys? Yeah, you're looking at Edward Stratton III. So, unless you want to be walking the sidewalk, looking for another job. Zip it. Hi.
2: I haven't seen you before. I'm Janice, Mrs.
1: Stratton's new assistant.
2: Oh, that's right. She said she was going to hire a new secretary.
1: Assistant.
2: (laughs) Right. Excuse me. Do you have an appointment? Appointment? I don't need an appointment. I sleep with your boss.
3: Yeah. Hi-ho, <laughs> Fresno. How's it going? Uh, fine,
2: except that I'm right in the middle of the meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. This won't take long. Danny, Jim, do you mind?
3: Oh, he's already overstepping his bounds.
2: Boy, every time I come in here, I can't get over all the changes you've made. Well, you should have gotten over by now because you come in here a lot. Gosh, I can't believe you got rid of my picture with the dogs playing pool.
1: <laughs> Edward... <laughs> what is it
2: this time? Presenting <laughs> Gary's Garage. <sighs> see, it's a carry-along toy for young children. You open it up and it's a garage complete with tools and workbenches, little miniature
3: girly calendar. <laughs> Ew. Kidding, no calendar. <laughs> anyway,
2: there's a waiting room over here. You see. <laughs> Magazines they can read. Cute, very cute. Yeah, well, it's all outlined in my report. I think we can set up a
1: prototype production line, shouldn't cost more than $50,000 tops.
3: 50000 Good golf. I'll
1: this and we can talk it over at dinner. Terrific.
3: Is she like. What? We'll yeah, I'm gonna to translate that into English. So he pretty much is already kind of overstepping. She's in a meeting, and he's like, hey, Tom and Frank, can you, like, leave for a hot second? I gotta talk to my wife. <laughs> and apparently, according to Kate, he's been coming in and interrupting a lot. I like how Edwards like, I don't need an appointment, okay? I sleep with your boss to uh, Janice, the assistant, whatever she is. You gotta lose that attitude, I tell you that much. And Edwards' idea, it's kind of cute. It's a little kid garage. I mean, it's got like little tools, little tires and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of thinking of back in the day when, you know how there are those little garage... Like um with the elevators and the ramps and stuff. I don't e whether it was maybe Fisher Price or what brand. But you'd have like the little matchbox cars. I used to play with it at my aunt's uh mom's house. She ran a daycare. And it was just so fun. I would just lay there on the carpet and just like it was just, it was just fun. I mean you can get lost in something like that for hours. Yeah, he, you can tell he is really getting in her craw. He's like, like, hey, you took down my picture of the dogs playing pool. And you made changes with the room and everything like that. It's like, well, you did make her president, right? If she's going to be having that as her own office, shouldn't she be allowed to change it to how she wants it to be? So she says, okay, well this got Apparently his toy garage thing is going to be fifty thousand dollars for marketing and for producing the product and everything like that which cool she's like well we'll discuss it over dinner and then she's like oh i won't be home until like seven he's like okay i'll cook and he's like what's your favorite meal i'm like You've been married for, what, a year now? And you don't know what your wife's favorite meal is? But then again, you'd have to have a translator to be able to understand what she said. I think it's something French. So he's like, yeah, 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 I'll go do that. I'll make you pot roast. Oh, I see in the background he's got it set up really nice with some candles, even though his son is going to be joining them, so it's not going to be a romantic type of dinner. Let's hope that he knows to use uh, pot holders when removing a hot pan from a stove, unlike his son, who ended up burning his arm by accidentally dropping hot boiling water on it. I'm going to ask, can Edward cook? I mean, I can't think in all... <coughs> you know, we've only gotten to see the kitchen in season four because they most likely had to build a whole new set. That's why we never saw in season one through three we never saw a Kitchen. And I don't think in all of those times that Edward has really cooked anything as far as for himself and his son and or if he did we never we just we never get the impression that he's a good cook. But he's trying. You know, he wants to make something special for his wife. He's got a bunch of different spices that he's putting. I'm guessing this has got to be some type of gravy that's going on the pot roast. Is that what's cooking on the stove? The pot roast? It's not like a deep fryer? Edward, you gotta watch what you're doing. He's just like, oh, a little sprinkle of this, a little sprinkle of that. Apparently the salt wasn't screwed on all the way because it just goes like... Practically the whole little bottle of it goes into that gravy. Oh, that's that's ruined. You throw that out. There's no salvaging that. Good. Throw it out. Exactly. That's what you do. What is with the Stratton men? Can somebody answer me this? Apparently the handle to the oven was hot because the timer went off. He didn't use an oven mitt and burned his hand. I know it's for comedic purposes, but I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the the tree when it comes to operating kitchen appliances at high temperatures. Finally, yes, put the oven mitts on. I think that's like a vegetable medley with baked potatoes. He's got a bunch of things going off at once. And he's also got a cookbook opened up. Oh, no, I think the baked potatoes were in the microwave, and he's touching them with his bare hands. Rick was doing the same thing in the Mother's Day episode. Don't touch things that are hot with your bare hands. No one needs to be going to the hospital for third or second or third-degree burns. Use common sense. Okay, judging by the atmosphere... I don't think Rick is gonna be home for dinner, or he most likely already ate because Edward's got the candles lit, he's got the lights turned down low, very romantic atmosphere here. Here's how I think this is gonna go because you guys know I oh, I watch I talk about the episodes as I'm watching it, so these things are full on surprises. I think Kate is gonna call and be late, or something else is gonna happen. That's going to disrupt this dinner. Like, maybe Alfonso and Rick come in, and they're like, oh, gosh, we've been playing basketball, and we're, we're starving. Let's eat some pot roast. Oh, you're making this dinner for Kate? I'm sorry. In here, honey.
0: <laughs> Thanks, dear. <laughs> nice apron guy.
2: Thanks.
0: How come you're home <laughs> so late? Uh, I stopped off for a bite to eat.
2: Kate told you I was cooking, huh? Yeah, she did. you <laughs> Boy,
0: She sure works a lot of hours. Yes, I know. Boy, it was exciting watching you work. It's gonna make a great school report. I bet. She just called that major accounting after that, the Corwin account. No, 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 the Cloth money? No. She got the Coggon account? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Really? Yeah. Dexter seemed pleased. He couldn't stop saying, Oh, oh, this is the big one. <laughs>
2: well, I'm not surprised you're doing so well. I personally groomed her for this position.
0: Dad, everyone agrees that you making her president was the best thing you ever did for that company. No God. Well, Dad, I mean, one of the best things. Dad, what I meant was, I'm going to finish my report now. <laughs>
3: Oh great! Now is he gonna yell at her? Be a jerk, Edward. (laughs) Oh my gosh, those candles are nubs.
1: I am so sorry.
2: (laughs) You couldn't call?
1: (laughs) I I I was going to, but uh, one thing led to another, and is that meat?
2: it was
3: yeah really, it was
1: <laughs> I, i'm sorry i was so late but i uh, i closed the coglin account
2: i heard congratulations <laughs> so what do you think of my new toy
1: oh i i didn't get a chance to read your proposal fine <laughs> you can read it now while i get a chainsaw to cut you a piece of meat could you make that to go huh well i only stopped by to pick up some papers i've got to duck out for another meeting it's almost nine o'clock
2: who are you meeting with tonight watchman
1: well, it couldn't be helped uh, some japanese suppliers are on a layover on their way to europe and tonight was the only time that i could meet with them. honey
2: don't you think <laughs> you're going a little overboard with this job overboard
1: i'm trying to run your company
2: i never worked hours like this
1: you also never closed the Coglin account.
3: No. Oh, you shouldn't have said that.
2: Wouldn't have said it if you weren't thinking it.
1: Now you're telling me how I think? <laughs> I think I'll do my own thinking, thank you, and you can do yours.
2: Well, I think you ought to start thinking about
1: Rick. What about Rick?
2: I think he hasn't noticed <laughs> you've been spending an awful lot of time at work. What is it he... Not in so many words.
3: Dude, I think it bothers you. It doesn't bother him She's at all to have you home once He's 17 yes, or 16. year child needs
1: to be home? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Rick, it's you. You're the one that wants me here at home, curled up at your side. So? So? Get a Cocker Spaniel.
2: <laughs> we'll take a ride to the pet shop? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, yeah, Rick comes in and he, like, just grabs something to eat. on the way home from, I guess, you know, he's been hanging out with Kate all day for this economics project that he's got going on. And he's just glowing just about how great Kate is as the president of the company. And just, he she landed an account that I guess Edward hadn't been able to. And Dexter was just so excited. Like, oh, this is a big one. And, And... yeah, it's like Rick's like that's the best thing you. Did. Everyone's saying the uh, that was the best thing you ever did for the company is hiring having Kate as the president, and it's almost like Rick is just twisting this knife into his father's stomach with every word he's saying about how it is great. Kate landed this account that you couldn't land. She's making changes and doing more things than you ever did. And she's just so successful. And uh, then, of course, Kate comes in really, really late, later than 7 o'clock. And Edward has just been stewing in his own juices. He is angry. He's just been letting these words just take root in his brain and fester. So he's just, he's looking For someone to start lashing, and of course Kate comes in, so this is the perfect opportunity to start, you know, jabbing at her. He's like, "Oh, you're spending so many hours there," and she's like, "Well, I didn't plan to stay. I have another meeting I get get to." And he's looking at us, watching like, "It's nine o'clock. What meeting do you have to go to at nine o'clock?" And she's like, "Oh, um, these, Uh. Chinese uh, developers or something. I guess they're having an overlay before they hit England. So she wanted to be able to meet with them while she had the chance. And he's just saying, you're working so many long hours. You don't understand the effect it's having on Rick. He's a 16-year-old boy who needs you to be here. And Kate's seeing through this. Like, I don't think it's Rick that needs me here. I think it's you. The 40-year-old kid that I have to take care of. And it's just... It's not fair to her. Because he's like, you're working too much. You're doing too much. And she's like, well, that's why you hired me, right? As the president of the company. To to do things and be a success and everything. And she's like, you'd rather just have me here and cook and clean for you and be at your side 24-7, it seems like. If you want that, then get a dog. So she leaves... And Rick, of course, have been overhearing them fighting. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think the whole resentment is the fact that she is doing so well and making leaps and bounds where maybe in areas that he has had to really struggle and and fight for. Like that account that he couldn't land that she was able to land. See, this is all. This is why I say don't work with your spouse. Don't work with your spouse. Oh, and apparently that whole little garage kid thing that he wanted to, that toy he wanted to do, she hadn't even gotten a chance to look at his proposal, which was on a lined piece of paper. It wasn't even typed up or any, or done on a computer or anything. Great, so now it's breakfast the next morning, and they're both, they're not at the silent treatment, but they're the passive-aggressive Edward it's like, hey, can you pass the cream? And she, like, just nudges it because it's right by her. So I would actually have to, like, get up and walk over to where she is just to take it. They're being really hostile with each other. And it's not Kate's fault. That's Edward. It's like, my guess is what? You're going to strip her of her president's status and put her back in the position that you're currently residing in, right? <laughs> You for the cream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
3: Sugar. He's got. Large. Thank you. <laughs> morning, <miss. laughs> oh, morning oh, don't forget your lunch and make your sandwiches for <laughs>
1: today. Hey, you don't have to go to all that trouble. No trouble at all. I like to take care of my home and my family.
0: Mom! <laughs> I guess now isn't a good time to ask questions. My report is Anytime time a good time. Ask away. Great. Right. Okay, what is your biggest problem
1: at work?
3: Her husband. <laughs>
0: Let's skip that one. How did you meet him with uh, Yahweh plastics? Oh, I'm
1: glad Yamahui. you
2: passed.
0: It went very well. In fact, they were so
1: impressed they offered me a job.
2: Oops, there go your weekends. It was a very
1: lucrative (laughs) offer. Although it would mean my having to relocate.
2: To Yokohama?
1: No, to their new plant in Chicago.
2: Oh, come on, Kate, wise up. That's the oldest trick in the book, (laughs) buttering you up so they sell you more plastic. Oh, really? Well, I've got news for you. heard I mean, all I want to hear about plastics.
3: Dude, you are been oh, a jerk.
2: Little. So, how'd it go with the Yamahoy plastics? <laughs>
1: I'm leaving. Was it something that I said? I've got to go to
2: a meeting. Oh, of course, it's 8 a.m. You've wasted half the day.
1: No, just the moments I've spent with you.
3: <laughs> oh, well, you of Wimer.
0: sure things haven't been the same since Kate became president. The <laughs> <point>?
3: Well, that's Edward's <laughs> problem.
0: The profit picture's
2: looking better. There's a feeling of optimism in the air.
0: Uh, ah, yeah, Dex, I wouldn't mention that to my dad. I'm talking about the way they fight. They've never fought like this before.
2: Oh, couples struggle <laughs> all the time, Rick.
0: Don't worry about it, Carl. I can't help it. Look, Kate came home late last night, went straight to the guest room and screamed. Why? Dad was already sleeping. there. <laughs>
3: So Rick comes down, and of course she made Rick a nice lawn. She's like, "Okay, oh, you don't have to go to all this trouble. You you spoil me," and she's like, "No, that's fine. I love taking care of my home and family." Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yes, or at least one member of the family. Rick's like, hey, um, is it okay if I ask you some questions from my report? So she's like, I got all the time in the world. You sit yourself down there. And it's like, okay, um, how do you feel since you've become president and everything like that? And just, ugh, just the questions. One of which, like, oh, how did the Head classics... Thing go, And she says, oh, it went really great. In fact, they want to offer me a position with their company in Chicago. And I'm just like, okay, um, well, you're married, at least for the time being, so that's definitely not going to happen as far as you relocating. Unless she's like, hey, let's separate. I'm going to go work. I thought, like, yeah, maybe get out from under... Stratton Toys or Eddie Toys or whatever. Edward is just—he's being a jerk. I just—if there's a—if I were given a worst person of the episode award, it would 100% go to him. She does not deserve any of this. She didn't ask for this position. You gave this position to her, and now you're doing nothing but ridiculing her because she has success at it. Rick, of course, is kind of, he's distressed about this as Edward and Kate leave. And he's like, Dex, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard them fight like this before. I mean, she went to go sleep in the guest room and Dad was already there. Now we go to Eddie Toys and Edward is sitting in the lobby. I'm guessing he's waiting for Kate to get out of a meeting. He needs to get that attitude in check before he meets with her. You don't need to be bringing that attitude from home to the workplace, even though it seems to be accelerating when he's at the workplace. But don't be bringing it at home either, because now it's not only going to affect your work and your work relationship, but now it's also affecting your personal husband-wife relationship at home how i think this is going to end is i think she's going to either step down and say if you want to be president of the company again so bad take it i'm done because this is literally tearing our marriage apart because you can't handle the fact that i'm doing i'm successful at, the, at this role and I, I just i feel for kate with this ah, Edwards. how are things developing in development slowly I'm waiting for an audience with Mrs. Stratton. Oh, uh, come on,
2: Edward. She is the boss. I know. It's gone to her head, sending out all these memos and calling meetings, making changes. She even took down my picture with the dogs playing pool. Thank goodness. I thought you liked that picture. I did, when you were the boss.
1: <laughs> Mrs. Stratton, will see you now. It's about time. And not you. You.
2: Thank you. I won't be a Dexter, Oops. sit. Why? Because I'm sitting, I'm sitting. <laughs> so that's the
1: reason we evaluate market trends and toys.
2: I'm sorry, but I don't have all day.
1: Rick. Are you going to make a habit of breaking into my meetings?
2: <laughs> meetings? You're talking to Rick.
0: Dad, I was just getting information for my school report. It's due tomorrow. Oh.
2: Well, you'll get to see how invaluable new products are to the success of this company, providing Madam President has read the report on Gary's Garage.
1: She has. In fact, I just went over it with the budget committee.
2: (laughs) Budget committee?
1: Nice bunch of guys, Jeff. What
2: budget committee?
1: The budget committee I created. Didn't you read my memo?
2: Which one? You send so many. (laughs) All right. When do we go into production with Gary's Garage?
3: We don't. We don't. Yep, so I figured.
1: We reviewed it carefully. It was not dismissed lightly.
2: Dismissed?
1: It took over an hour to shoot it down, Dad.
0: (laughs) The budget simply can't handle it. I mean, we're trying to cut the fat as it
2: is by 22.3% to be exact. Gary's garage is not fat. Give me one good reason why we shouldn't make it. (laughs)
1: Oh, it that costs too much. There are similar toys already on the market. Uh, We've had a poor track record with that automotive toys. I said one. (laughs) Look,
2: I think I should leave now. No, Rick, please stay. You can see how a company runs aground from short-sightedness.
1: Or you can see how a company sinks under the weight of spending too much money on silly whims.
2: The only whim I ever had was making you president.
1: Is there an ancient whim? (laughs) You're right. It was a whim. You never wanted me to run this company. <laughs> what? No, all you wanted was someone to take care of the little details so that you could play with your toys.
2: Details? <laughs> I made you president. Dad,
1: could you please slow it down?
3: <laughs> Don't put that you in your made report.
1: president in name only. All you wanted was a figurehead to rubber stamp your ideas. And most important, <laughs> get home by six. You never, ever took me seriously. Well, I know someone who
2: will.
1: Huh? <laughs> Plastics in Chicago.
2: What are you talking about?
1: You can be your own president again. I quit.
3: Yes, Kate. Go for it, girl.
2: (laughs) You know, I've been thinking it over. And I really do like that picture of the puppies playing pool.
3: Dogs. I 100% agree with everything that Kate told Edward. Ever decides, you know what, I'm not waiting here to talk to Mrs. Stratton. So he goes in there, and she's in a conference with Rick for his report, which is due tomorrow. And, of course, she basically tells Edward, you never wanted me to be president to begin with. Basically, he wanted her to handle the little details of everything while he could just develop and play with toys. And he's all angry just because they shut down his Gary's garage because a lot of the points she makes does make sense. The fact that the market just is, it's not flooded with that, but apparently there's similar toys that are already on the market and automotive-type toys, just there isn't a huge market for it. So, she's kind of caught her losses. Like, well... He pretty much just... Basically just wanted her to be not president... Oh, like, only in name, but not... At least, I mean, I'm getting that from Kate. She just... And she even says, you never took me seriously. You just, you want me home for dinner by six, and... All, all, all of this stuff. It's like, and I, I feel bad for her because she really thought, you know, this was a good shot to be able to prove just this added responsibility and how she could handle it and you making changes and everything. The fact that she brings up, like, um, the budget and stuff, like, I guess he was saying it was going to cost $50,000 to do that Gary's Garage thing. She said it's not within the budget as far as, what we're willing to spend and all that stuff. And he's just like taking offense to it. She finally is like, you know, Yama had plastics once to take me on as an employee. And I think I'm going to go there and do that. She's like, I quit. It's like, great. So not only do you not have who was once your assistant and is, what was she? The, the head of operations. I believe she was. You don't even have her at all. It's like, you ruined that, what could have been, which, what was, before you made her president, was a good working relationship with your spouse. And now you ruined it just because you're so resentful. You're like, oh my gosh, you send out too many memos, and I haven't even looked at the last one yet. What's this about budget issues? Like, what? What? He kept, like, always coming in. When she was having meetings and stuff, he would just pop in whatever he felt like it. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm not taking you seriously anyway. I mean, well, it looks like she's going to go play some tennis or racquetball as she's coming down the stairs. Morning, Nick. Morning.
0: Doesn't look like you're dressed for Chicago, Kate. Oh, well, those
1: things don't happen overnight. In the meantime, <laughs> I've got a court book for the entire day. That's great. Yeah. Oh, and tonight I'll take you out to dinner. Better yet, I'll cook you a meal that'll make your head spin.
0: <laughs> Dad already cooked me one of those.
1: <laughs> I, I've even got some time to take you to a museum's art galleries, maybe catch a ballet or two.
0: <laughs> two? <laughs> I just want to make up for some time that I haven't able to give you. Well, kid, if you have all the extra time, how about reading my report? I'd love to. I hope you don't mind, I wrote it about that. Oh, Well, you quit, you know. (laughs) Right. right. I did quit. Makes perfect
1: sense to write about your father. Did he really say that I was the driving force behind the company? Read on,
0: Kate. There's more.
2: (laughs) Well, what do you think of my report? I'm confused. Can't really say I'm the driving force behind the
3: company. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's trying to get them Same together.
2: The Rick, I'm really enjoying this. Did
0: you read this?
2: Uh huh. Fabulous report.
0: Thanks. Um, I'm gonna get my books now. You know, I'm thinking... to... <laughs> You first. No.
1: You...
2: Ah, uh, well, it, um, it occurs to me that I've been overreacting.
3: More like a lot. Well, maybe we both
2: No, no, no,
3: I've been worse. <laughs> yeah, he's totally in the wrong. Okay, you've
2: been worse. <laughs> maybe I was trying to have my cake noodle, too. But having fun noodling with my toys, and expecting you to run the company and the house. I'm a neglected husband, acting like a jerk. You can stop me anytime
3: you want. Yeah, once I disagree, I will.
2: <sighs> Truce. <laughs>
3: Truce. <laughs> How
1: can I be <laughs> mad at anyone who calls me the
2: driving
3: force behind the company oh
2: shoot i thought you said that about
3: me (laughs) yeah like rick what did you do (laughs) yep
2: for a kid who hates homework (laughs) he's sure been busy
0: and she wrote two separate reports oh rick (laughs) okay dad maybe you didn't say she was the driving force but you have to admit she did a fabulous job
2: I never said she did. Yeah, right. I think she did a terrific job.
1: Well, why didn't you tell me that?
3: Because he was jelly. I just did.
1: So you'll be hiring her back. <laughs> uh, well, if you do, it'll be on my own terms with no interference. <laughs> come, come. Today's the new Christmas <laughs> week is doing a cover of story and Eddie toys. Come on, Edward.
2: No, Dex, you don't want me. I beg your I
0: want
3: your <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to continue throughout well, the show? I'm not
0: going to need this report on you, Dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Kate comes down. I guess she's going to go play some tennis for a bit. And she tells Rick, like, I'd really like to take you out to dinner. You know, maybe take in some theater, ballet, stuff like that, kind of do stuff I feel like I've been neglecting you. And he's like, oh, we got to go to the ballet? No, thank you. So he's like, here, here's my report. Um, I did it on dad. You know, you quit and everything. And here, read what he wrote about you here. And she's like, oh, he really thinks I'm the driving force of the company? Hey. Rick's like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we go to the kitchen. Edward's reading the same report, although it's about Kate and how Kate said that Edward was the driving force behind the company. So I like what Rick did here to kind of bring them together. Of course, you know that that she was not going to be going to Chicago. She is married that you can't do that. You can't go to like I'm gonna go take a job in Chicago even though I live with my husband in New York. How no. Luckily they talk it out, they work it out, they kiss it out, it's great. He says, if I do come back, I want it on my terms. I don't want any interfering. And he does admit that he he was wrong. And how he treated her and everything. So Dexter comes in and says, hey, we got uh, that Newsweek that's coming in to interview you. And Edward's like, oh, no, you want to talk to Kate and she's the president again. And Rip's like, oh, here, Dad, I don't need my report on you. Rip, rip, and throws it in the air. And that's how the episode ended. It, it was nice. We knew she wasn't going to be taking a job in Chicago, like I said. And I just, I like that. We got to see a side of Kate where she took on more responsibility. She... she, I don't think she was a workaholic. I really don't. I think it just perturbed Edward to see her doing something probably as good, if not, you know, succeedingly better than, than him for a change. And he could not deal with the fact that his wife was doing better at something that... And also... Her rejecting his Gary's garage kind of was the thing that put the nail in the coffin. And she's like, that's it. I'm done. Because you don't respect me. You don't. When it comes to this job, you don't take me seriously and everything like that. It's just, good girl. Good girl, Kate. But I just. I'm happy things worked out. I really, really am. I thought this, honestly, for a season opener, I thought this was really, really solid. We got to see Alfonso for a hot second, saw that he gained a few inches in height. He's probably right around where Rick is. And um, got to see Dexter. Um, back in the office when Edward and Kate were kind of going, going at it and just, you know, yelling at each other, and she's like, I quit! She opens the door, and of course, Dexter's right there, and he just falls to the floor. Because he was eavesdropping. (laughs) So, for the rating for this episode, I honestly, I wanted... mm, Gosh, can I think of anything wrong with this episode? Other than Edward's attitude, I mean, I could knock off one for that and make it a four out of five, but... Honestly, I think that we needed to kind of see Edward and Kate, you know, him mainly being at odds with her. Just because we needed to see a smidge of strife in their relationship. And, of course, the business is because they both work there and everything like that, that that's where that's going to happen. I mean, it's good for couples to, you know, have arguments once in a while. It just keeps things... I mean, because if you're agreeing about stuff all the time... I mean, they are pretty, pretty different as far as people go and everything. Where Edward seems a little laid back in some areas, and Kate is more, like, kind of stricter, and she's more by the book. Um... But I want to give this a 5 out of 5. I really honestly saw nothing wrong with it that I disliked it. Anyway, other than that uh, secretary assistant, Janice. um, No, I liked it. I liked all of it. I liked Rick doing his economics homework. He was actually excited about, you know, homework. Which, even Edward's like, that's not Rick. He normally frowns upon this stuff. You know, a teenager, they're not into that kind of thing. Unlike, well, not all teens. Some teenagers like you know, homework and stuff, but it's great to see him be passionate about something. And um, I like how he used his report to be able to bring Kate and Edward back together. Um, Silver Spoonful for this one is, again, I've said it multiple times, don't work with your spouse. It just is something, I mean... Unless you think you work great together, which is awesome, but I wouldn't recommend it. Like, you gotta have some space between you and your spouse, and that's usually gonna come with your occupation. You need to take time apart, so that way you can come together. And you're stronger for it in the end. If you're seeing each other, like, all day, every day, not just in the workplace, but at home, not to mention he's her boss. So it's interesting to see the tables turn where she, in a way, is his boss. And he just could not handle that. Maybe it's because he's a guy. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe because it's his wife. I don't know. So let's talk about next week's episode. And then I kind of want to rank the season premieres according to, like, best to worst. So the next episode, season five, episode two, Lost and Found, which aired on September 22nd, 1986. Kate's grandmother visits the Strands. Um, Is this going to be that she has amnesia? that's the word I'm looking for. Um, not dementia, but there's another word I'm looking for. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, thank you. I don't think that's going to be the case, but the title Lost and Found, just, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That could make it a strong episode. Like, maybe, I mean, this is Kate's grandmother. This is not her mother. So, it's just, but... Yeah, let's see. Who's all going to be in this episode? We got Roy Brocksmith as Mr. Fay, Billy Bird playing Mildred, Kate's grandmother. We got Bruce Gray as Phil Manning. We got Robert Hill as Charlie. Alexandra Powers as Amy. I don't know who. This is a lot of guest stars. We got the lady playing the grandmother. And then we got four other people. Playing guest stars and I can only guess who they are uh who's the boss as far as for the title I really I thought that was that was a good title sometimes the the titles of the episodes are like why did they pick that but this is, and, and it's funny because it's who's the boss with a question mark like who's the boss here is it Kate? Now that the roles have switched, or is it still Edward? Because she even said it's like you don't—you never took me seriously. I was only the president in name only. So yeah, it'll be interesting for um to see what the next episode is. So, but it, this is a picture that wasn't even in the episode. Whoever is running IMDb, this is. What is this? This doesn't even go with this episode. But anyway, okay, so we're going to rank best to worst. The pilot, definitely always going to be number one. Love it. We got Passports to Pleasure Season 2, where after Ricky's Badger Patrol leader pulls out at late notice, he and Kate convince Edward to take the boys to the National Convention in Chicago. While there, Derek and Ricky hatch a plan to get lucky with some cheer high school cheerleaders. Season 3, Best Friends. Dexter's nephew comes to live with them, but his aggressive attempts to make new friends don't go smoothly. Head Over Heel, Season four's premiere. We got Whitney Houston guest starring, who's a friend of Kate's, comes for a visit. And when Dex meets her, Paul, he falls for her. Ricky and Edward try to get him to loosen up, and they do such a good job that Dex is no longer paying attention to his work and even thinking of moving to be with her, which doesn't make Alfonso happy. All right, so we have the pilot, which is number one. We got Passport's Pleasure. Let's see. So, honestly, wow, this is a toughie. I think I'm going to go one... Uh, hmm. One, four, is, wait, no, 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 hold on. So, I'm sorry, guys. So I'm going to go one for the pilot is the best. I'm going to go, um, three best friends with Alfonso's introduction. I'm going to go, um... Gosh, it's cause season two has Derek, and I know I talked a lot of crap about him, but I kind of miss him. Now that we got Brad, but honestly, I'm gonna have to rate that one as the worst. I I really liked season five's Who's the Boss. Okay, so we got one as the best. We got three as in second place. We got Actually, you know what? I'm going to go... This is so hard. Um, we're going to go... Third place is going to be season five's premiere, who's the boss. We're going to go fourth place with best friends. And then the last place, of course... Um... I'm going to go head over heels. I mean, I... So, one... <sighs> uh. 1 for 1st place, 3 for 2nd place, 5 for 3rd place, 2 for 4th place, and of course Season 4 for 5th place. I just, I thought the one with Whitney Houston was okay, but it just was kind of lackluster. Alright, so... That was the episode, I hope you all enjoyed it, I had a fun time covering it, and even though I did talk a lot of crap about, oh, this season's gonna suck, cause it's the last season, the episodes are just really, but then again, I was surprised by this one, I, I didn't think I would hate it, but I didn't think I would love it either, I mean, well, it's love, love it's kind of a strong word, maybe I like like it, and not just like it. Even though I gave it a five out of five. So, all right, everybody. Have a great week. And I'll be back with Season 5, Episode 2, Lost and Found. Bye-bye.